Silly Shelly slapped Sassy Sammy into alternate realities, signed Seriously Psychedelic Shelly. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of MS, an MS Deep Dives episode. Gonna be lots of potty talk, <laughs> if you don't want to listen to nasty stuff, you may not want to listen to this episode, it's going to be all MS, and all about bladder and bowel issues, probably. Be prepared. <laughs> Add your warning. Multiple sclerosis is a leading cause of urinary problems, lower urinary tract dysfunction in patients with neurological disorders. Contributes to both difficulty holding and emptying the bladder. Patients with MS most frequently report difficulty holding or storing urine, a.k.a. overactive bladder. These patients can experience a strong urge to urinate, urinary urgency, uh, frequent urination, urinary frequency, and urinary leakage, the urge to void, urge urinary incontinence. Some patients will also experience weak or interrupted stream, straining to urinate, or feelings of incomplete bladder emptying. Say I got almost all those issues right now, so <laughs> I know exactly what they're talking about. It really sucks when you're sitting at the toilet and you got piss really bad and it's like you're peeing through a a sheet. It's just not coming out in a nice steady flow. Yeah, it's irritating. Especially when if you don't get up and go, it's gonna come it's gonna come out, but yet when you're standing at the toilet, it doesn't want to come out. <laughs> MS can also cause inability to empty the bladder, urinary retention. Patients with MS may experience leaking of urine with coughing, sneezing, and changing positions, called stress urinary incontinence. Patients with MS may, can experience both difficulties storing urine and emptying the bladder retention simultaneously. Management of urinary problems in patients with MS often requires a cons consensual approach and cooperation between difficult, different medical professionals. Eyes and brain are not working together today. None of the words are coming out right. Eleven, struggling with the talking thing. Supposed to have my three weeks soft set next teeth but for some reason i called because i was looking at my appointment sheet and my appointment schedule is next appointments in may which that's way further than three weeks out so i'm like okay they must have screwed up on the scheduling so i called them yesterday to see if that was goofed up or whatever and she's like no you're that is your Three weeks offset appointment. It's like, well, that's what March, April, May. It's a good almost two months out still. 
and I have two for sure bone frag bone tooth fragments that are wiggling around trying to break their way through the skin so they can come out. Thinking about taking a razor blade to the one this weekend and just cutting the top of it and see if I can pull it out because it's just getting really irritating. I cannot wear the dentures well I can, but they're just cutting right into the these I got five areas where they're cutting into. That's just going to scar scar and harden tissue, and I don't want that because I dealt with that with my upper dentures when they didn't fit right. So, I don't know. I guess I'll just wait till May, and I'll just go without teeth until then, but I want to get back to the pod, other podcast, and so I'm going to see how I look tomorrow and stuff, and maybe I'll do a Saturday one, but having lots of problems with asses and stuff without the teeth you need that extra little lip in your mouth to catch airflow to you don't slur out the s's so much management of urinary problems in patients with ms often requires a consent i just central approach and cooperation between different medical professionals i repeated myself which i hate when do sorry about that a euro gynecologist or other specialist who is trained in the management of urinary dysfunction may test your urine for infection and assess how much urine is left in your bladder after urinating blood testing ultrasound of your kidneys or a complex procedure to check how your bladder functions but usually when i go in I'll drink a bunch before I go in because I know I'm going to have to empty my bladder. They'll lay me down on a table. They'll come in with the ultrasound machine uh, and see how much blad- how, mu- how full the bladder is. And they'll make me go to the bathroom. And they'll have me lay back down. And they'll retest to see how much fluid's in there after I go to the bathroom. That's like... I usually don't have a problem emptying my bladder when I'm there. But yet you feel the different levels during normal day life where you can tell when you're not fully emptying. And it's like you go to the bathroom, you have to go really bad. And then 10 minutes later, same thing. You feel like you just got to go really bad again. And it's like, well, I haven't drank anything. So why why do I got a piece so bad all of a sudden again? It's like, so... I'm assuming that's when the bladder isn't fully empty. And treatment options will range from conservative management to surgery, depending on the nature and severity of your symptoms, pelvic floor physical therapy. Is a specially trained physical therapist will assess the muscles of the pelvic floor. By increasing strength and control of these muscles, patients with MS can learn how to hold their urine for longer periods, as well as being able to make it to the bathroom without leaking. Uh, what is it called? Uh, nah, they might say it in here later. I can't think I got keto in my brain right now, but when you squeeze that pelvic muscle between, like you're trying to hold your urine in, uh, it's right at my, it's like Cali Cato, <laughs> Cato, no, 
Oh my god, my brain. Uh, yeah, it's can't think of it. But anyways, do that. Like you're holding your urine, squeeze it, hold it, release, squeeze it, release, squeeze it, release. Do that randomly throughout the day. That's supposed to help strengthen those areas. Uh, biofeedback and or electrical stimulation to help patients gain awareness and control their pelvic floor muscles by identifying the correct muscles to either contract or relax. I can't do the electrical stimulation because of my numbness from my ribs to my toes. It just freaks out my body when I get that electrical sensation on top of my normal electrical numbness sensation. Really weird feeling and I can't take it. Almost feels like your flesh is being burnt. You're being electrocuted. It's just hard to explain, but Many foods and drinks we consume, including coffee, tea, citrus fruits, or juices, spicy foods, tomato-based foods, alcohol, and chocolate can irritate the bladder and contribute to frequent urination and urinary leakage. Basically, if you eat sugary shit and stuff, you're going to pee more, and that makes sense because like, when I have problems going to the bathroom, when I have to go to the bathroom, when they want me to go to the bathroom at the doctor's office, They'll hand me a couple of apple juice, grape juice, some type of fruit juices because I asked the lady why they do that instead of just doing water because I was hitting the bubble, bubbler constantly and stuff. She says it actually helps you urinate faster so the sugars inside the juices must set that off. The initial treatment options are ineffective. Second line treatment options for overactive bladder such as medications can be utilized. There are two types of medications that are available. Anticholinergics, I don't know, and beta-3 agonists. These act on two different receptors in the bladder, detrusor muscle, and relax the bladder. This allows the bladder to hold more urine and hence improve frequent urination and urinary leakage. These medications can have side effects, including dry mouth, dry eyes, constipation, and headaches. Some of these medications may be better, may be a better choice than others for patients with memory loss, especially in advanced stages of the disease. But I'm happy with my new medication. It's the same brand, I think. But I went from one where I had to take three times, I think it was three times a day, might have been two times a day or something. But no, I got one that's one time a day, time release. I take my water pill right away in the morning. So I get that out of the way. And then I take my bladder control pill at nighttime before. Well, usually I take that. I basically take pills at 8 a.m., 8, 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 7 p.m., which is when I do my bladder, so it kicks in before bedtime, hopefully. And then I take around midnight, I take my bedtime pills. So it works better that way because I get most of the water pill out of my system beforehand, and then I can jump over to the bladder control. 
still and hopefully not be stuck with as many urinary issues. But still a work in progress. Some days work better than others. What you're going to do? Body has a mind of its own. Other effective treatment options that are available for bladder control, overactive bladder, are bladder Botox injections and nerve stimulation. Bladder Botox injections help relax the bladder muscle and allows the bladder to store more urine. A medical provider will perform a procedure called cystoscopy, placing a special camera in the bladder and inject Botox on multiple areas inside the bladder. Most patients need the injection to be repeated once or twice a year. A small number of patients may experience urinary tract infection or difficulty emptying the bladder. Nerve stimulation can be done in two ways, posterior tibial nerve stimulation or sacral nerve stimulation. CTNS is an effective treatment option for overactive bladder. A small needle, similar to an acupuncture needle, is inserted in the lower leg near the ankle and, and connected to an electrode. The electrical impulses stimulate the nerves that relax the bladder muscle. So it is cringe just talking about that. It's like I know exactly how it's going to feel with my numbness and electrical issues that I have already. So. But thanks. <laughs> and the bladder Botox things I talked to my doctor about before, and that's something that will probably be my next option to try out. But I can't do the electrical stimulation. Sacral nerve stimulation involves placing a battery device under the skin in the upper buttock near the spine. This device stimulates the bladder nerve and hence improves bladder control. This battery device can be programmed using a small handheld remote. With recent innovation, patients have no restriction to undergo MRI with the implanted device in place. It must not have no metal in it, I guess. I think even the needle itself that they were talking about early would have to be a metal needle. Who knows? Deal with it when I have to. I could see doing maybe that. I might not feel the electrical stimulation if the device is internally inserted into my spinal area, but I don't know. Not nothing I really want to jump on right now. But Patients with MS may also experience an inability to empty their bladder during urination, urinary retention. These patients may have to manually drain urine from the bladder by performing intermittent self-catheterization. ISC involves placing a small tube, a catheter, in the bladder to empty the urine. I am not looking forward to this. I've had catheters. I, I don't know how I can do it. Insert that tube in there myself. I don't know how that's going to work, but I know it's a definite thing for my future. But yeah, I don't even want to, want to consider it right now. It's just once I hit that stage in life, it's going to be really hard to. Hard to decide what to do, but patients with MS may also experience urine leakage with physical exertion. So 
stress urinary incontinence. These symptoms can improve with physical therapy, placement of a vaginal pessary, or with surgery. Physical therapy can strengthen and improve pelvic floor muscle control. A pessary, a medical grade silicone device, can be placed in the vagina by a medical pro provider and reduce the urinary leakage with stress. Surgery for SUI addresses the weakened support around the urethra. May, may be embarrassing, but it is very important for, for us to discuss these problems with our healthcare providers. Let them know what, what issues we're at, what stages we're at, so they can take those things into consideration and try and help us the best they can along the way. Between 70 and 90% of people living with MS will get UTIs. I've had multiple UTIs. Never thought a guy, I got UTIs. I've only heard about them in women. And then I got them, and then I learned that certain medications cause them more often and stuff like that. So I think that's why I'm, I haven't had to deal with one in so long. I went off of some of my medications that may have caused that. But that you have to discuss with your doctor and see. A UTI occurs when bacteria attach to the bladder wall. And once it binds, urinating that bacteria isn't possible. Furthermore, MS symptoms can also flare up when infections appear. The bladder doesn't empty. The urine can cause backflow and enter the kidney, damaging them. Common signs of UTIs can be fever, pain, pressure in the lower abdomen, bloody, cloudy, foul-smelling urine, discomfort or burning, and producing small quantities of urine. It's like, no, this is what it's like. <laughs> For men, at least. If you don't take care of it right away, you don't get on some type of antibiotics. Because the sooner the UTIs get treated, the better. And water consumption is very important. That helps flush bacteria from the urinary tract, preventing infection. Drink at least 40 ounces of water a day. A day I try to drink at least 64 ounces but I, or more. But, yeah, I try and keep that up. I don't drink sodas and stuff anymore. I just have my coffee, my tequila, my water. Pretty much stay away from most other things. Dark chocolate, almond milk, stuff like that I'll have. I'm not into the sugary drinks, but when I get them, it's basically, yeah, the burning, the trickling pee. Got to pee really bad and nothing wants to come out. It hurts. It burns. It's like your piss is on fire. And it's like metal glass shards are coming out with the piss and ripping your whole urinary tract out and cutting it up and then those cuts are getting salt salty stuff into them and they're just burning away it's hurts so getting bad it's like you can't You'll stand there forever trying to go to the bathroom and then you walk away or you get hit with the urge. You'll 
ended up pissing yourself a little. It's just, it's bloody. It's just nasty. It's just, yeah, I do not like them. <laughs> and using the restroom wipe from front to back when done. Which I'm surprised people have to be told this, but yeah, it's a common issue with a lot of people. <laughs> Keep a change of undergarments, pads, and wipes handy in the event of accidents. Women should drain their bladders after intercourse, as men also transmit bacteria in the process. Storing wipes nearby will suffice if you don't have to go immediately. And water is your friend. Birth control methods with spermicide and feminine products often eliminate the good bacteria our bodies need to combat germs or aggravate the urethra. As a treatment, patients get prescribed various antibiotics depending on the severity of their infection and overall health. And absorbing, according to Dr. Thrower, Dmanos. And absorbing sugar prevents E. coli from clinging to your bladder wall. E. coli is a bacteria that causes UTIs. There are nearly no side effects in using D-Manose, M-A-N-N-O-S-E, and it is an over-the-counter treatment. Cranberry juice is also known for many years to help. Cranberries themselves contain chemical compounds called Proanthocyanidins, which inhibits bacteria from adhering to the bladder wall. Here's cranberry extracts. Not all products are as strong or as decent as you would expect, so do lots of research. Uh, those highly recommended among doctors are Utiva, Cranberex, Allura, and Theracron. Theracran. It'd be pricey, so look into them, see which ones actually work with you the best. Some of these products do contain salicylic acid, so if you're allergic to aspirin, you could negatively react to these cranberry products. They also include oxalates, which can increase the risk of kidney stones. Talk to your doctor about these and other strategies to prevent and control recurrent UTIs. And bathroom trips can help enormously. And kind of see how long apart you go before you have to go to the bathroom and just kind of time your day around it and see if you can work with that. One of the most unpleasant issues with MS is keeping your digestive and urinary symptoms functioning well. Keeping accurate data to share with your health professionals is difficult and uncomfortable to talk about. As they say, there is an app for that. There's lots of apps that can help you write down things and let you know of questions, help you out with questions to ask your doctor, remind you to bring up certain issues and stuff like that. Nutrition and weight are a major component of health, especially your digestive system and keeping track of what you put into your body helps to understand what comes out. 
Backing your sleep and exercise is also important. It is recommended that you consider using a comprehensive health tracking app. Taking care of gut health is recognized as a very important part of staying healthy. The reason for recommending apps to track bowel and bladder functions specifically is because of the, the nature of discussing and dealing with such debilitating symptoms that plague MS patients. I use the gut biome stuff. I like to use, I'll take the pills for it to keep my gut biomes happy. I'll use apple cider vinegar and stuff like that. And anything that's good for the gut, help keep that bacteria going. Following apps are good examples of simple bowel movement tracking apps. PCAL Apple is easy to use, free app with good visuals. Keep track daily of the color and consistency of your bowel movements. Yeah, Poop Tracker <laughs> by Apple Android. It's easy to use, free app with good visuals. It lets you make notes for urgency, blood and pain. It has a calendar that is easy to access. You can upgrade it for more features for, for free for a fee. They got Stool Log by Apple Android. It's easy to use, free app with good visuals, good data tracking over time. A GI Buddy Monitor by Apple Android. Very comprehensive and covers more than just all movements. If you have a comprehensive health app, it may be more than you need. If not, it may be a good place to start tracking more info. It is a good idea to make your urinary voiding diary part of your overall health diary. And they have Bladder Pal, which is very simple, but is easy to use and free. They have Vesica, V-E-S-I-C-A is also free but a little more comprehensive they got iu flow this app is designed to work with an iu flow device you put in your toilet this device will measure your urine flow and record the information in the app you can use the app without the device but of course you have to measure the flow with a manual collection device the cost is a hundred dollars it was at least back when I when this article was made. A smart toilet, it is on the horizon. These devices will measure your urinary and bowel functioning automatically, then be shared with your then the data would be shared with your devices and possibly your healthcare professionals. Which would be nice. Go to the bathroom and all your info goes right to the doctors. So you don't have to go to the doctor's office and then try and go to the bathroom. And all that stuff, you get things shoved in you all over the place. But, but yeah, we had lots of nastiness. Let's look at some fun old news. Hoodlum in jail thought he would hide his identity by burning off his fingertip. But to no avail, the cops would just wait until his skin grew back. So, so he chewed them off. A little extreme. You must have committed some serious crimes if you're chewing your fingers off. Okay, a guy in Rio de Janeiro sold swimsuits to more than 30 women. They completely dissolved when the 
when they came in contact with water. He got three years in prison for that one. A guy in Australia has been married 14 times, all to women of the same family. He married 13 of the guy's daughters and divorced each of them within a year. But the crowning blow came when their father died and he married the widow. That was the keeper. Uh, yeah. Well, I ran this one all the way through almost 30 minutes. See if it uploads, hopefully. Otherwise, I will redo it and split it into a couple segments. But you have a great day. Be good to yourself. Take care of your bladder and bowl. Talk to your doctors. And we will get back to you soon.